Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Wednesday, February 19th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined today by Saints legend and WWL Radio's Bobby Bear, who took place in the crew of Mad Hatters this weekend for the first time ever on Saturday. Bobby, how was that and have you recovered? Well, uh, no, I'm still recovering. Uh, it shows you I'm out of shape uh, and it's Wednesday. I should be uh, ready to roll, but uh, I don't know, my left knee's kind of swollen. I threw a bunch of footballs, so uh, my right shoulder's still sore. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of humbling. I said, how can you be sore from a parade? Uh, but but uh, I was into the ride, and we had a great time, and uh, all my makeup and everything. I truly look like a, a, a giant Johnny Depp. You know, I'm probably a foot taller than him, and you put that hat on. I, I know I was over eight feet tall, and some people didn't even recognize it because the makeup job was so good, but... Uh, we had a great time, and this is going to be a big part of Jefferson Parish going forward in Family Groff, uh, the inaugural parade with Mad Hatters, and I was just uh, excited to be part of it. Yeah, I saw your your makeup job that they did. They did a little behind the scenes on WWL, which was fun to see. But I understand how you have a sore shoulder, but tell me about the knee. Why is your knee swollen? That's an old NFL thing. I have no cartilage in my left knee, uh. and uh, – you know, when a float, uh, you know, you're feeling good in the Mardi Gras parade, and when a float stops and it takes off again, it's a little jerking action. Uh, I, I know I, I wiped out a couple of times. I even hit my wife. I, I think that she was the white queen. I sacked her, and she kind of dog cussed her a little bit, like, get off me. And I'm like, what? I think Mike Dettelier did it right. He sat down the whole parade. Maybe in hindsight, that's what I should have done. You got to keep that core tight, Bobby. Um, <laughs> so, with the crew of Mad Hatters, we know it was their first one. How did they approach you about being in this parade? And kind of tell us a little bit about the background that they told you. Well, uh, Jody Lacoste and uh, and his wife Gwen, I go way back with them uh, over a decade, being associated with Louisiana Dental, and uh, I've done TV commercials for them and. Uh, you know, during uh, the same season and, and LSU, they're big sponsors, the official dentistry of, of the Orleans Saints and, and the LSU Tigers. And I've been a part of that. Anything I can give back to help out Joy because he's been great with me. And uh, So that's how it all came about. And they had a lot of local uh, media people that, uh, you know, people are familiar with around here. Like I said, myself and Mike Dettelier uh, was on the same float. And you had a number of uh, TV people and and it was just something that I wanted to give back. And, and Joy Lacoste, like I said, has been so nice to me uh, with Louisiana Dental. And, and I couldn't help but not help them out with, uh, to kick this off. So that parade was Saturday. It's now Wednesday. And you said you still haven't recovered. What parade are you planning on going to next? Are you going to any of the ones tonight? Or are you going to wait till maybe Lundi Gras, Mardi Gras? Yeah, I'm probably going to do the Lundi Gras uh, Mardi Gras. I'm going to head to Baton Rouge on Sunday. My first grandchild, uh, T-Bob, T-Bob's daughter, is turning two, so we're going to have a party with her on Sunday. So I'll be in Baton Rouge and um, and hanging out with her. And uh, she's a T-Bob junior. I tell you what, <laughs> uh, when I look at her, I, I know definitely who her, her daddy is. And uh, so I'll be involved with a, a birthday celebration over the weekend with my first granddaughter and then uh, taking Mardi Gras. On the back end, uh, traditional, you know, Monday, Tuesday. If you thought a Mardi Gras parade was was exhausting, wait till you go to a two-year-old's birthday, because I went to my first one this past weekend, and it was more than exhausting. I felt like I was playing defense the entire time on other people's children, just trying to make sure that they didn't run into edges of tables and things like that. It was pretty exhausting for me. 
Well, uh, and, and my granddaughter, uh, she's pretty. Uh, she's pretty stout, and um, people. I was always telling you know, you, you go to daycare and you go to school, you start uh, getting involved with other kids, and um, she kind of kids bounce off of her, <laughs> you know. And she's kind of like you know, don't crowd me too much, or she'll kind of you know uh, get that hand checking going in, and so we have to tell her you know, uh, uh, soft hands are. I think that's what they're calling it this day and age. So. Uh, I'm not worried about her. I'm worried about the other kids. I can't wait for her to grow up and listen to her grandfather call her stout and that other kids bounce off of her. That was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Bobby, this past weekend, Drew Brees announced on social media that he is going to be coming back, and he said, let's make another run at it. What were your thoughts when you heard that news? I don't know if you saw it on social media or or who did you hear it from. Well, um, uh, Steve Geller, our producer, told me Drew's back, and and, uh, and I, I was not surprised at all. I would have been surprised if he was given up the ghost. Mm. I mean, he has too much left in the tank. I mean, uh, Drew Brees had one of his greatest seasons ever, and it wasn't like he was NFL Player of the Month in September. It was in December. I mean, uh, if you look at it, with 15 touchdown passes, uh, zero interceptions, quarterback rating of 137 overall, and the games that he played, he had his highest quarterback rating uh, right under 117. So Drew has a lot left in the tank. And uh, and why would you uh, make a change when the Saints have been uh, the most consistent NFL team the, pl- the past three seasons? And now I know you want to win in the postseason, but that counts for a lot to give your fan base uh, hope. Uh, when you look at it, no one in the NFL has had a better regular season record the last three seasons in the Saints, and uh, Drew Brees is a big part of that. And I heard you say that the window is still open. It, it might be smaller than maybe it has been in the past, but you think the window uh, to the Super Bowl is still open. Is that right? Oh, without a doubt. And I kind of look at Las Vegas, uh, you know, right after the Super Bowl, they have odds and uh, they have the Saints like fourth in the NFL. I think the 49ers were like 8-1, to one, the only NFC team ahead of them. The Saints were at 11-1, uh, to one, and I think they even envisioned uh, Drew Brees being back. And I'm just going by how good uh, the Saints are as a team. Now, I didn't make a bold statement uh, that if Drew Brees doesn't play next year, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I think Drew Brees gives them that chance. I think he's that much of a difference maker. And uh, I think Taysom Hills could be a big part of the, uh, the quarterback scenario uh, with Drew Brees going forward. I think he'll have more opportunities to get his hands on the ball. And, 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 and Drew will not be against that, you know, uh, Less of Drew is more, and I think he realizes that. So when you look at it, uh, when you're really being productive, you know, not taking off the high end or the low end, let's say you have 65 snaps. I truly believe uh, that, you know, you look at the number of possessions and all that. I truly believe, depending on the team and the game plan with Coach Fahey, that I could see Drew Brees uh, having 40 snaps and uh, Taysom Hill having 25, or, or, or Drew having uh, 45 snaps and Taysom having 20. I think you'll give Taysom a lot of opportunity because I know Coach Payton has a lot of confidence in him developing into the quarterback in the future uh, after Drew Brees. So I guess that answers the question of, of how you vision that quarterback room, but tell me how you envision that offense working because it seemed like uh, last year when you had Teddy in the game, they didn't want to use Taysom as much because they feared, obviously, him getting injured because that is your only backup quarterback at that point. Do you think we see a little bit change in that backup quarterback position if it is Taysom at that position in the offense? 
Well, I, I think if the Saints really like their quarterback in the draft, they will draft the quarterback. There's nothing wrong with competition. Mm. It could even be in the first round. I think you have to trust the organization, and uh, we've done an outstanding job, uh, the scouting department and everything. So I could see maybe Taysom taking less special team snaps, uh, but then he's so he's one of the best. You know, when you look at uh, you know Justin Hardy, J.T. Gray, well Taysom is right there with him. You know, he's blocking punts. So I could just see maybe taking him uh, away from that aspect, maybe uh, on special teams and having him more involved in the offense and. I wouldn't be surprised if they go and um, – because uh, they have a lot of free agents out there. Uh, another Teddy Bridgewater-type uh, player that in case uh, Taysom does go down, uh, that uh, he'd be able to come in there and run the offense. And Because uh, I know they want Taysom Hill to still play aggressive, and I know he views himself as a quarterback, but that's what truly makes him so special and arguably uh, the greatest football player, uh, I don't want to say of all time, mm-hmm. but definitely in, in this era because um, Swiss Army Knife, Jack of all trades, however you want to describe it, you know, Taysom Hill is a football player. I know he's number one in the history of the NFL as the best tackler uh, as a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, there's no quarterback that can hit and tackle like uh, like Taysom Hill, looking at him on kickoff and punt coverage. And, that, and that's something to be said because they've had – this type of scenarios in the past, uh, for instance, the general manager for the 49ers, John Lynch, is a quarterback at Stanford, but he never played quarterback in the NFL. He was all, all uh, a Pro Bowl safety with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but never played quarterback. And he was tough. He was tough like Taysom Hill, but Taysom Hill has a skill set that he also can play quarterback at the NFL level. <clears throat> Bobby, we're going to talk to someone on Friday from the NFL Network to talk about the combine and and kind of position groups that the Saints should be looking for. But, hey, you know this team better than anyone probably. What do you think are the positions that the Saints maybe need to to look at heading into this combine? Well, uh, you never can have enough pass rushers. And uh, Coach Payton knows that, how you protect the quarterback, uh, how you affect the passer. So I think uh, the Saints taking the approach uh, that you always have to win in the trenches, offensive, defensive line, to give yourself a chance. You know, you need the exciting skill players. That's what the fans look at. Uh, but that's why I think it's going to be imperative uh, with Ryan Ramchak. He would be number one because he can play right or left tackle. I think also bringing back David Onyemata. You know, you look at unrestricted, restricted players and how you want to reward them. Uh, I think that really hindered us in the back end of the year, especially in the playoff game against the Vikings, not having – the services of Marcus Davenport and uh, Sheldon Rankin. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they realize that they're having David on your mind and still a lot of upside that they'll go in that direction. But looking at the draft, uh, they have a lot of receivers. Uh, it's going to be a uh, heavy uh, receiving core as far as the skill set. So uh, we're always looking for that number two guy to step up uh, along with Michael Thomas, obviously. So uh, there's a lot of different options. Uh, but the Saints are made to win now. It's no, it's no rebuilding. Yeah, it's just plug and plug and play guys in uh, to get it done. And the number one thing they did, if they do this again uh, next year, that was one main reason why they won 13 games. And you're definitely going to win double digits when you set an NFL record, the least amount of giveaways. Yep. I mean, uh, uh, only having eight turnovers that uh, you're going to win a lot of games. And Drew Brees is a big part of that. Absolutely. Well, Bobby, we appreciate you uh, joining us on the show today. Excited to hear about your experience with the Mad Hatters. Hopefully you can recover <laughs> in time for your, your granddaughter's baby uh, or your granddaughter's uh, birthday party. Birthday. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. 
Well, uh, thanks for having me, and I'm really optimistic with the Saints. Uh, well, if you're a Saints season ticket holder, I think this might be, it's definitely in the conversation, the greatest home schedule that I've ever witnessed as far as the competition. You know, I'm looking at the road slate. We play, what, one game, one playoff team on the road, that being the Eagles. But you look who's coming to town. Two Super Bowl teams, you got the Chiefs. Uh, you're going to have the 49ers. You're going to have the Packers, the Vikings again. Man, uh, uh, we've been road warriors. You look at, uh, under Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I want to say for sure we're four, if not three, the best uh, road record. And, um, man, right now I'm kind of hoping we go 500 at home, and I think we can go 7-1 on the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm for one happy that uh, we I work the home games, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Bobby, <laughs> well, they got, they got great, great competition coming in, and I know the fans are going to enjoy that. Absolutely. Bobby, we appreciate your time, and uh, good luck this weekend. All right, thank you. Today's show was brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. But with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats. Buy from any device and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. All right, we hope you enjoyed today's interview with Bobby Abair. You can watch some of the behind the scenes footage of him getting ready for the Mad Hatter Parade if you want on WWL Radio's website uh, and much, much more. Of course, you should be following at Saints on social media for all of the coverage of the New Orleans Saints, especially to see what Saints players are doing in their offseason on our coverage of Saints on social. And if you want to follow at Saints Pod on social media, we always update it with all of our shows. We post TV and all of that so you don't want to miss it. On Friday, we will have a guest from NFL Network to talk about the NFL Combine and coming up and what the Saints should look for. And he'll tell us a little surprise about who will be joining him on that show. All right, for Caroline Gonzalez, Bobby A. Bear, thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.